Hey folks, welcome to another episode. As always, we want to make sure you are following us on all of our social media platforms at Dabbling and Dribbling, and that you are subscribed and rating us wherever you listen to your podcasts, um, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. I think we're kind of everywhere. So check us out. Make sure you're there because we love to love to have you as part of the part of the squad. Um, so this cast is quite lovely. We start off with, uh, what do we talk about? Oh, veterans. We are giving our dues, our respects to the veterans. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about sex and hymens. Through the knowledge of one T.I. Clifford. Mr. Clifford, Clifford. Rap superstar genius extraordinaire. Of course. That's exactly what we feel about him. I hope he would never be someone's volunteer sex ed teacher in oh, middle God. school. My word. Yikes. Um, and I think, did we talk about anything else after that? NCAA oh, and yeah. this rule they have about someone uh, being eliminated, a, a young student athlete not playing this year because of a rule that he broke, allegedly. And we talk about that a little bit. Yeah, allegedly. He mm. broke some rules. Um, we kind of go into uh, basketball with uh, talking about um, strip clubs, strip clubs, strip clubs, the clubs, strip clubs, strip clubs with James Harden and the correlation of the quality of the strip club mm-hmm. and Harden's performance. Thank you, Reddit <laughs> users who have too much time on their hands. Of course, um, and we talk a little. We talk uh, quite a bit about load management. Um, and of course we talk about LeBron, um, but not about load management, but specifically Kawhi when it comes to load management, um, some injuries that are happening, some players that may have taken a a little edible on a plane ride and maybe, uh, had a bad reaction to it. Mm. Um, and the standings and some really interesting stats. It's still early, but people are balling out of their minds and I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's. Specifically, one person. You're. you're kind oh of yeah, enamored. my dope person is like. You're enamored. Oh, I'm fanboying. Yeah, you're. I've never seen you like this. Not enough people are talking about this young man. I'm. I'm into it. Um. But yeah. So catch. Uh. Catch up with us. Take a listen. Uh. We hope you love it. Uh. We'll see you soon. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. It's episode number eighty-eight. It is going to be a good one. I know it. I feel it in my bones. Uh, but before we begin, Alex, what is your LeBron and your Darko? Or your Darko and your LeBron? Whichever way you want to start. Hi, my low. My Darko is That's that... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my shoulder injury is just nagging me mm. after years of just dropping shots like Kobe, mm. painting masterpieces like Picasso. Mm-hmm. This right shoulder is Kobe and Picasso. That's, mm-hmm. this, that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Keeping that bar just medium, yeah. you know, yeah. not too high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just something yeah. I can leap over, you sure, know. Sure, 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 sure. Attainable. But my shoulder <laughs> is, uh, ooh, I think the word is janky. And so you. I've been going to my acupuncturist. Mm-hmm. They've been poking me. Like it's Facebook in 2005. Oh, I'm wow. trying to. You are you are throwing it back. I'm trying to get this thing back and get the commission, but it's it's you know it's like Ben Gay City in my apartment oh, right now. It is, I'm mm. just rubbing down my shoulder, but that's you know. my that's my Darko. I am confident that eventually I'll get back. The thing it's prevent preventing me from doing is basketball, painting, boxing. Were you lifting. doing these things still? 
No. Okay. I can't, I'm like, I can't do these things okay. while I have my shoulders out. Yeah. So I have to do stuff now with the rest of my body. That means working on these glutes, working on these legs. Those booties. Leg day every day. <laughs> Leg day and booty. There's some core work and all that. No one said I can't do the rest of my body. So I'm going to work it out. Cool. cool Still cool, going to cool. make it happen. What's your LeBron? My LeBron is uh, that I'm... I was on duty all weekend, and now I'm not on duty, and I just ate two Oreo cookies from your jar over there. So yeah. that's my LeBron. Wow. That's a good Real bar. grateful. And I'm not sick, because there's know, people around me who are coughing like it is... This weather? It's about to be... Mm. I just don't want to... Today was beautiful outside. And I literally was like, this is all a lie. Oh, this is all going to be oh, a lie. Oh, that's my other LeBron. The weather was beautiful this weekend, so I sat out in flat iron, Ooh. just... On a bench in Madison Square Park, right. people watching, reading Invisible Cities, nice, and thinking about the episodes of Modern Love on Amazon Prime, Amazon I've Video. Ne- I've never seen it. Check it out. Who was the guy? Sponsored event. <laughs> who was the guy mm-hmm. in Slumdog Millionaire? Uh, Deb Patel. He's in episode two. Oh. Good episode. Nice. Gonna want to watch that. I recommend it because it has so many scenes from New York City that are beautiful mm. and enchanting. The cinematography and it makes the you fall in love with New York City again, all over again. That's Anne awesome. Hathaway is in episode three. Mm-hmm. Her best performance. Oh, I've seen her in many things. I've watched Devil Wears Prada a million times. Yes, this was love, her best performance. I do love Devil Wears Prada. I like one. almost everything she does except for Ocean's Eight. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yikes. Yikers. What about your LeBron and Darko? Uh, my Darko is that uh, generally, like, just planning stuff with multiple people can be difficult. Just, when like, you, planning things, like... Say names. Uh, no, I was, I, this is... It's for a surprise that I'm planning. Like, planning... How much is it going to cost? Planning things t- takes a lot of effort and money. Uh, money I don't have to spend, but, like, I'm trying to be considerate of the economic and financial responsibility that I want the people around me to, to attain, you know? Are you spending money for the holidays too? Yeah. What about New Year's? I don't know what I'm doing for New Year's. I'm going to be here in the city, which we should probably talk about that. If you're going to be in the city, I'll be in the city. Oh, nice. Maybe we'll do something. Yeah. That would be nice. Like low key free, free 99. My partner will also be around. I think this is wondrous. We, well, we have to figure out who's going where, when. Yeah, I understand. I feel like I have, I have those things I have to consider, too. For those listening who are outside of the New York City area, like, <laughs> oh, they live in New York. They'll probably go to the ball drop. Absolutely Hell not. No. Absolutely. Before, I would rather light myself on fire. <laughs> Fully clothed or not. I just, no, thank you. You can read about what it's online, what people do. It's not worth to, it. To, man, I don't know any New Yorker who has actually gone to the ball no. shop. The best view of the city is in your in your living room. From the TV. From the TV. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm just like planning is like hard and you want to be considerate of like everybody and think about like it's just like a lot of things. It depends on who about. everybody is. I'm just a person. I, Bryna, mm-hmm, am mm-hmm. a person. I who, statements, yes. Um, who just like thinks about people a lot yeah maybe more than she should you know what huh? it's not about me right now huh? actually it is about me but step into my office <laughs> sit down on the couch your session has begun uh... um no but i think in this case like it's also i'm thinking about like 
no, other things. Right. So, right. so my my dark has just been like dealing with like bad customer service with like people mm-hmm. like yeah i've was, i've been dealing with different vendors for something well it's getting darker sooner yeah maybe that's why people are being just a little that's why i felt probably terrible this morning because it was darker outside you or know sad like, seasonal acute yeah. depression is seasonal that what affective they're... disorder seasonal affective disorder mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. that's the appropriate use of affect yeah. yes um this morning i was like man why do i feel cruddy I never get affected by sad. Maybe this is the year. Yeah, I this year was particularly when the the time change. I was not feeling it, but something was in the air. People were giving me attitude, but I, but uh, my LeBron is that today was a beautiful day, and I eventually figured everything out. Where you always do, uh, and I know I I knew I would. It was just kind of nerve wracking where I took like my lunch hour to figure out this thing that I thought was already planned, mm-hmm. but couldn't be planned because numbers changed. And Are you talking about a drug deal? Yeah. It's like, it's all, it's all code. Yeah. It's a lot of code because you know, there's people that listen to this podcast and I want to make sure that the feds, the, f- yes, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. What are you feds, up to? My family, my friends. They're in on it too. Yo, everyone's in on it. You haven't said we're a basically word. we're basically the drug cartel. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, that was all a joke. But no, it's just I'm I'm planning a couple of things for work. I'm planning a couple of things like personally. It's just there's a lot of planning happening, and people are just frustrating to work with. So I was annoyed by that. Just but, remember, rule number one of New York City. It's not about you. Yeah. The when they get mad at you. Oh and yeah, it's no, not no. about you. No, no, and it's I know their it's, thing. Yeah, no, that definitely. It was just more like I was being the one getting. I was the one getting mad. But oh I, really? But I wasn't like I wasn't giving attitude. I was just like, this is a very. Um, this is not a policy that is very inclusive of all people. As far as like financially thinking about people's ability. Um, I'm trying. Know. Well, yeah. The, I mean, okay, all right. Do you know what I mean? I've thought a lot about gyms lately. Mm-hmm. You know, like the high price gyms in the city. Yeah. The price doesn't actually result in better stuff. Nope. It's just pricing out the people they don't want to come to the gym. Mm-hmm. Right. Or come to that gym or we'll be able to afford that gym. My gym cost me a quarter of what the most expensive gym in the city costs. Mm-hmm. And I have more stuff and more amenities. Nah. Do you? I have more... Minus the lotion that is <laughs> provided, uh-huh. and there's we have lotion too. Uh-huh. There's this Kiehl's lotion. Yeah, yeah. Prov- the minus that difference, yeah. the exact same gym plus mine has more. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I just kind of look at it as just be nice to people. Think about you know eventually the people that I was like everything when everything was figured out I was dealing with very lovely people who were nice so I appreciated the good weather and uh-huh. the good people that are out there so that's my LeBron I'm less stressed thank goodness yeah um so I feel like we should just dive in because there's quite a few things we're going to be talking about um but first and foremost today is November 11th which is 11 uh, 11 2019 which is uh, Veterans Day and we wanted to pay our respects and love to all the veterans out there that have sacrificed so much for our country. They they are doing things that I that they are doing things in serving this country for oftentimes a country that 
dismisses them and they're hundred percent and does not take care of our veterans well. The VA hospitals are all like almost always trash. Yeah, uh, resources for them are almost always the worst, subpar yeah. and piss poor. Um, and I know being in military is something that. I know I like toyed with the idea for like 2.5 seconds when mm-hmm. I was in high school, mm-hmm. but then my dad's like, nah, 9-11 happened. You're brown. You're good. Just stay, stay put. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the few times my dad said no to me about like something I wanted to do. Um, really? Yeah. There's right. not many times has he said no. Cause I've never really asked for anything mm. like unreasonable. It was like one of those things that like I was being very pragmatic and mm-hmm. he was just like, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh yeah so just to the veterans thank you for what you've done and uh uh, i have family members who have served in very family members as well as friends who have served in various ways uh for our country and i'm really grateful for the work that they do likewise Mm -hmm. i've had uh, my brother was in the marines yeah and known other friends of mine to be in the military and agreed it's a kind of um a thankless service and yeah. almost an invisible service to those of us who live our lives yeah. without care most days in a city like this. Yeah. Um, maybe places that are a little more rural or, you know, outside of the metro area. Sure. People think more about the military and yeah. the people represented there. But I mean, it's largely where they recruit is largely in places that people um, where there's like lower income and or more rule less options to do things um or to go into solid stable work and they draw from a pool of people who see the military as an opportunity to provide for themselves their family get an education all of these sorts of things sometimes Mm -hmm. and people go in the military for different reasons but i just know that it's not something i would be willing to do but i enjoy the luxuries of that freedom every day because even though i might criticize Mm -hmm. sometimes i i may criticize how massive our defense budget is compared to our education budget just saying i also recognize that people don't generally mess with this country Mm -hmm. or threat i've never for as long as you and i've been alive we have known wars to happen involving us our country but we've never had another country send their soldiers on our soil would never happen yeah because of how large this military is. So, yeah, to all the people who've been keeping us safe, safe for so seriously. long and just being able to make trivial podcasts and talk about basketball without threat of yeah. violence. To hey, practice thanks. religion the way we want to, to live in in a lot of ways the life that we want to. Right. Um, obviously, there's has been restrictions to that uh, based on various identities, but um, still grateful, still super, super grateful. And, uh, yeah. Just wanted to put that out there because we don't want to we don't want to start off this podcast, especially today, without thanking y'all and appreciating y'all and knowing that um, we care for y'all. We um, you're in our hearts and in our minds and you're so are your families who sacrifice so much as well. Um, So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So um, (laughs) this is going to be a very quick, um, very awkward segue. Um, and that segue is, uh, do you want to talk about the hymen and virginity with me at all? It's all I ever talk about with everyone else. So (laughs) yeah, sure. Let's talk about it. Uh, Oh my God, Alex. I just want 
I'm going to say this story and just mm-hmm. know that I'm going to have reactions mm-hmm. in my voice. And I just, just, just know that I'm going to be annoyed. Do all of our listeners know what a hymen is? Well, we're going to figure this out all right. together. All right, sure. So T.I. was on a podcast. T.I., also known as Tip. I forgot. I don't know what his actual full name is. Clifford. Clifford. Something. Yes, it is Clifford. Robinson or something. I don't know. Whatever. So Cliff, Tip, mm-hmm. T.I., from Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm saying this in an accent. I'm going to roll it back. Okay. Um, so T.I. was in a podcast with two other women. I forgot where... What, what the podcast was, whatever. the Since then, the podcast has been... Since this interview, the podcast has been taken down. The episode has been taken mm-hmm. down. But obviously, the clips are still alive and well because the internet is forever. Mm-hmm. So they were talking to T.I. about, have hey, have you talked to your daughter about sex? He has an 18-year-old daughter. He's had that have show you- where he's, like, talked about... Talked to his kids. You know, like, his kids are in the show. They're, they're cute. All those different things. She talked about STIs. Oh... I mean, T.I. should know about a little bit about that, you know, considering he's slept with everybody and their mama. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As someone else mm-hmm. wanted to say, Groupon Peen is what they call T.I. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's clever. Um, I like that. I loved it. But I'll tell Groupon you what, the Peen. context of that a little bit later. Uh, mm-hmm. Lovey, good job on that. That I, I can't take it. I can't take credit for the Groupon Peen. But so T.I. goes, yes, I've definitely talked to my daughter about, you know, sex. Um, every year I go to the gynecologist with her and check her hymen uh, to make sure that she is still a virgin. And that, you know, anytime, oh, Alex, I'm not done. He goes to the gynecologist with his daughter and and makes his daughter sign the piece of paper that says you are allowing your father to come into, you know, the examining room and things of that nature. Um, And Ah. the the ladies in this podcast just was like laughing and they're like, oh, so you check her hymen every year. You go to the gynecologist every year with your daughter. So he's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So the so at first I was just like. Wow, there's so many problematic levels to all of this right now. I don't know where to begin. And then I remembered in his in his show, his 15-year-old son at the time was talking about how he has had sex and TI was encouraging it. So he said going to the gynecologist is for him also checking to make sure she's still a virgin. Yes. Since then, it has been reported that uh, T.I.'s beautiful 18-year-old daughter has since unfollowed him on social media and has been Ooh, shown... take that, Dad. ...and has been shown to like some of the critical feedback that he has received on social media. Ooh, burn. <laughs> Passively. <laughs> Passively. I'm sure she's actively said stuff to him, too. But anyway, so here's a couple of things. Um, some of the points I'm making are not just my own. I felt it and I feel like some people have, some people in the sex positive, body positive world has said it better than I have. So I want to give them credit and their dues. But here's a couple of things. I am a daughter of a man who raised three girls. So periods and cramps and PMS and talking about sex. Well, the first, all the first things I talked about, the, the, everything but the sex stuff was pretty common in our house. I, I feel like all three of my sisters and I, all two of my sisters and I, the three of us, like when we were going through our first ever menstrual cycle, our dad was present when it happened or he was the one that was giving me my first pad or tampon to be like, mm-hmm. do you know what to do with this? You know, like he, he was very involved. So I appreciate fathers who are involved in their daughter's like sexual health. 
as long as it's like obviously consensual and feeling safe and you know all those things and the fact that a father goes to a yearly gynecologist appointment with their daughter is cool to be like yeah you should know what's going on in your body right you should know what's down there what like what does what down there what gives you pleasure what doesn't like all of the things down there you should know about because we live in a world where people don't talk about these things right right so for that him going to the gynecologist cool him doing the other stuff at the gynecologist office even being present there is freaking awkward and and really not okay in my opinion just personally speaking i don't like it i don't like i just if i had a daughter and my husband and partner wanted to uh, and my partner who would be male wanted to go with us to the gynecologist and be like yeah you can go but if our daughter's like no i just want mom there or no i don't want mom or dad there i just want the doctor we need to respect that right regardless of what you feel right so there's that thing second thing the fact that you need to check your daughter's virginity through the hymen is some of the more most archaic thing that you could say out of your dumbass mouth. Mind you, T.I. loves to you know, use big, illustrious words. He loves the thesaurus very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he dumb-dumb for thinking that a hymen determines your virginity. As And again, virginity is a social construct as well. There's a... At least the value of virginity is a social contra- construct. Um, so the idea of a hymen... A hymen is literally like a... So growing up, I thought... A hymen was like this, like two what, like the small two by four in your vagina that, like, once you hit it, it breaks and then you bleed Did all you over say the place. Two by four, yeah, like like a small, like a it's not a two by four, but like a a piece of something that isn't wood or like it's like a bone or something hey. that like that's in there that sure. like you insert something in there and then poof you are not a virgin anymore because you broke the thing. Right. That's literally not what that is. It's literally like a little hole that's like. That just gets ripped pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And you literally can break that hymen riding a horse, running around, falling. Riding a tractor. Yeah, like literally could happen to anybody. So what people don't know is that oftentimes, I think, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's a large percentage of women don't feel any pain the first time that they have sex. It is not, they don't bleed because there's nothing like unless it's like obviously much more traumatic but like they typically don't have bleeding or um pain when they first have intercourse Mm -hmm. it's because it's your body is naturally accepting of this thing that's coming into inside of it naturally accepting depending on the size well facts that could be painful yeah that could not again saying it's a large percentage not saying everybody um so so again things that people should know about their body but we don't talk about. Cool. Sure. Whatever. Another thing that uh, a sex positive uh, Instagrammer once said was said specifically about this incident that I was very intrigued by is that for T.I. to wa- not want her, his 18 year old daughter to I'm have sex. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Says a lot more about yep. you, T.I., yep. yeah. than about your daughter. I know. You want your I daughter know. to uh, not sleep with men who are trash. That are kind of like you, ah. because you and your Groupon peen has very openly disrespected your wife and your family by sleeping with other people that wasn't your just your wife. Um, but it's also I'm right now on the Google machine mm-hmm. and I'm looking at images of his daughter, which I'm sure he would not be okay with. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a very pretty girl. Very pretty. She's got 
a lot going for her physically. I don't know, like, who, who she, she is yeah. as a person. She's very, she's very but pretty. But, like, I can tell mm-hmm. guys will probably be into her, and she's probably interested in... Well, I'm assuming that she likes men. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But if she does, like, yeah, the, um, she's not going to have a hard time getting guys' attention. Because at that age, T.I. is correct. We are all trash. <laughs> and I say this as someone who was a respectable boyfriend <laughs> in the past mm-hmm. to a high school sweetheart of mm-hmm. mine. And <laughs> th- that I would be hanging out with her on the lower floor of her apartment condo complex mm-hmm. where her parents and she stayed. And her dad would come down from upstairs and he would say, hey, y'all need to come upstairs. Yeah. We would just be sitting there. He's like, because I know... And I, as a young man, I thought, no, he's assuming I'm one of the bad guys. I'm not one of the bad guys. I'm a good guy. And <laughs> now I'm looking back now like, Alex, all you were thinking about was sex. Yeah. He knows that. Mm-hmm. I know that. Right. If you are a teenage hetero boy mm-hmm. between the age of 13 mm-hmm. and 19, mm-hmm. you were only thinking about your dick. And then also as women, there is, you know, in again, we're talking very heterosexual here. There is a this like level of like wanting to please a man, wanting to experiment and things like that, that is often discouraged, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But like, that could seriously happen. So like, parents being not restrictive, but like, putting parameters around their kids dating life is there is usually typically meant to for their safety mm-hmm. um and for the betterment of like hopefully future choices for them um but ti is getting a lot of crap for this i'm just like yo you are so like dumb to think that virginity equals hymen not breaking because that's just dumb right. again quote unquote virginity mm-hmm. um because there's a lot of people who are like, I'm a virgin, but I do butt stuff. Or, you know, like, that's like a very big thing that I remember, like, Catholic school girls used to say, say growing Christian up. girls say that. Yeah, which I'm just kind of like, okay, that's different. I had a friend who did that. Oh. <laughs> she said. I, I mean, no started, judgment. She goes, oh. she goes, she goes, <laughs> I, one of my oh. friends said that recently, uh, this, I saw them some months ago, and they were like, uh, they're older now, you know, we're not teenagers anymore. We're more than a decade removed from that. But she goes, you know, I just started having sex for the first time recently. You know, I just lost my virginity. And I go, wait, but I remember when we were teenagers mm-hmm. sitting at our friend's place and you asked us, hey, I went down on this guy, uh, gave him a blowjob and he wouldn't do the same for me because he said he's a man and like he won't do that. Oh, right? God. That's and a, that's a great way to exit yeah well we're yeah stupid. exit left <laughs> so he so she, she said oh yeah i mean i did other stuff i did like oral and butt stuff but i did i've never had a okay right christian girl <laughs> and she recognized the ridiculousness oh, of that um, statement sure now that we're older but for so i mean but that's many, like, it's I'm, constructed this way i'm listening to pete holmes's book comedy sex god right now uh-huh and he's talking about his time at Gordon College, Christian College. Oh, my. And the people... I looked up photos of current day Gordon College. Mm-hmm. What a squares college. <laughs> I'm going to call that out. What a dorky look. I know it makes me sound judgmental. But the yes. photos of the people who are on there are guys who are like with their shirts tucked in. Mm-hmm. Like people who are 18, 19 with their shirts tucked into like jeans mm-hmm. and just looking as plain Jane wholesome as they can be. Right. And the girls equally. So there's no visitation hours except for Tuesdays for a three hour window. Sorry, no. Three hour window where guys can be in the girls dorms 
at that time, mm-hmm. but there's no sex. Everyone is abstinent. Mm-hmm. That is the culture there. You would get reported if you were trying anything funny. Um, the the game was to not have sex with people. And so they would tell stories about how they were able to keep their virginities and say, oh, I was over at Kathy's place last night and she got really close to me and I moved away and we just watched Frozen and I kept it cool, bro. Oh, nice, bro. I mean, hey, if that is your cup of tea, go ahead. No, but even so, he would say the people who were at this college would do what's called the dry rub. Oh, no. You know, you know oh, what I'm talking no. about outer sex. <laughs> Bump and grind. Bump and grind in those <laughs> Levi's. People would do stuff like that. People would make out. People um, would do oral. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes. But they would still say, you know, I'm... Because they would comb the scriptures. Finding little loopholes and technicalities. Well, God never explicitly says vaginal sex is not... Or butt sex or whatever. You know, like, it's just so... Oh, let I'm young, so uncomfortable. Let, and so I'm looking Ugh. at these photos of T.I.'s daughter from the time, oh, probably in the last four years, she went through I just a transformation. Like everything that you're saying is like how I grew up. Yeah. Like sex was looked at very, like it's only sacred. It's you should very read this sacred. Book. It's only should be in the context you of You should marriage. read this book or at least this chapter. And I, and a part of me appreciates it because like I think there is a lot of feelings and things that come into play when sex is part of a relationship. And I don't think it should be something that is just whatever you know mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. A, in a relationship but it's just so it's such a very you're putting people in you're putting people in this like restrictive place where then they they go and try to find sex yeah, away from the place or sure. like a version of sex or something mm-hmm. that is probably in an unsafe manner um that would get them hurt or you know have diseases and things like that or i don't know about that it could potentially happen. Like if you it feel could. like if you feel like you can't have sex in the community that you're in, mm-hmm. because if you have sex, you'll be shamed. I'm gonna go somewhere else to find it. Because um, I, I, even though I'm told I shouldn't do it, I still really want to do it. Yeah, but you'll find another teenager who will do it with you. Right, Break but the it, cord. again, there, there's obviously there's, this, that's this, the, this is the extreme of it. But you were saying, yeah, I'm just saying, she looks like she's gone through a transformation in the last four years. Yeah, she's, where she is now coming into her sexuality. Yeah. Whereas before she was just like kind of you know tweener girl yeah. trying to figure it out. She's gone through this. I mean, all of the photos, pretty much all of the photos, have midriff showing of her mm-hmm. and some jeans like with ripped holes in them right. and crop tops. So I'm like, okay, homegirl's taking these photos and being out here. And Ti obviously notices his daughter's exploring her sexuality. Dude, you have to let go, and that's not your little girl anymore. She's like a woman, and she's gonna make some choices. Let her make some choices and just educate her on smart sex. Yeah, and and to be safe and to, well, yeah, I don't know about I don't know about if he knows that. Well, that's the other thing. It just comes back to show like you're just projecting a lot of things when you restrict. And this is something that I've noticed too. When you restrict people, um, like just things that they want to do, safe things that they want to do, like or not even safe things, natural things that they want to do. Like I really like like this person and they like me back and I would like to kiss them but you're like no it's not pure to kiss them like god will smite you for that like that's that's something that people like believe you know yeah sure and so why are you why'd you make that face no i'm just I've, i'm looking at some of the faces that ti is making in here but 
No, I'm remembering friends of mine who would say things similar to that. And and again, if you, it's a cho- it's a choice, right? Like there, we're not shaming anyone who is abstinent or who does choose to no, live in that fine. way at all. That's like fine. not choice, not 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 doing that. But when you are there, it is. Here you go. When you are acting mm-hmm. personally in your personal life mm-hmm. in a quote unquote wayward way, yeah. As as the this people of the church is. would would say, this is where it is. You need to um, mind your own damn business when yeah. it, at the end of the day. I know it's yeah. your daughter. I don't have a kid myself, so I can't say anything about that. But, man, I need people to just get, like, adults need sex education. Yep. Like, what is a hymen? What is a clitoris? What does a penis look like? What do you do with it? You know, what is positive sex? What are toys? What are all these things that you could do to enhance your sexual experience? It's really not that hard. And again, it's just to educate yourself. Whether you do it or not is up to you. But just educate yourself so you're not making stupid comments like this, making your daughter clearly feel uncomfortable, making her sign things so that you're in the room while a a doctor goes and like literally puts their hand up her hoo-ha. He's like, I'm not going to let my daughter become some video hoe. I make sure that stuff stays sealed. Oh, geez louise so anyway i just wanted to put that out there that ti you you dumb and i'm just uh i just well, could not it won't last forever she'll be a she'll stop being a virgin at some point and he'll have to just and maybe she isn't a vir- she isn't a virgin like maybe you she's already right. had sex you could be right but that's none of our business right and a parent will say that's the parent's business and like sure if that if you have a relationship with your kid like that and they want to tell you cool but like I think what I'm mad about is the double standard that he has that his son, he can encourage his son to have sex mm-hmm. at the age of 15, but his 18-year-old daughter can't. Again, show, goes to show that men can have the time of their lives, but women can't. I see this also in like the brown community where I, I remember I was like talking to somebody and, and my mom's like, oh, how is he like? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like he's dated other people before and stuff like that. My mom's like, he hasn't slept with anybody else, has he? I'm like, oh, God, no. I'm just like yeah he has and my mom was like shocked by it and i was just like yo like yes he's how old are you when this happened uh i think i was like in my mid-20s really yeah but it's but it's it's one of those things of like culturally speaking sure that's that's really important and sacred and and so again it's just hard for people to understand why a person chooses to have sex why a person chooses not to have sex as though like there's supposed to be this like everyone by this age should be not a virgin it's like or should be a virgin still until they get married like we're imposing a lot of morals on people Mm -hmm. and i think at the end of the day we're not teaching people to have because it's like i feel like sex is always talked about so negatively and someone has who's grown up in the church and even still goes to church Mm. often have to like combat this like no, I want us to teach people about having safe sex and being smart and like not just giving it up to anybody. Like I would hope that people would think about that as a really special thing. But if you choose not to do that, can you do it? Can you be safe at the end of the day? You know, um, how old were you when you lost your virginity? TMI. All right. <laughs> I was 21 and I lost it in Paris, France. Yeah, you said that before. In the Chinatown, all the <laughs> listeners have heard. In the Chinatown district of Paris, and uh, my then partner, we went to have. Uh, she had had sex before. I had not, mm-hmm. and so laying down to kiss, I was really nervous, and 
She said, can you brush your teeth before we uh, start? Because it still smells like duck from the duck Oh, because you had like duck confit? Yeah. Did you really have duck confit? Well, I had like duck and noodles. Oh, because oh, you were in Chinatown. Yeah. That makes more sense. I was like, so, I was saying uh, duck confit to be fancy because you were in no, no, Paris. No, no, no. We were definitely in Chinatown. <laughs> uh, and so, and then I went and brushed my teeth and then we started. And then she said, oh, do you have a condom? I was like. I'm new here, so no. What do I do? <laughs> and then she's okay. We gotta have a condom. So then I left the apartment uh-huh. and I went out into the streets of Paris, and it was snowing. And I went. It was ten o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and I went corner to corner to corner to corner oh to corner God. to street to street. That's closed, sucks. closed, closed, closed. Everything in Paris was shut down by ten p.m. And I just remember looking up in the sky and watching the snowflakes fall yeah and land on the ground and i said god if you're up there i know i've never talked to you before right but at this moment mm-hmm. i could really use your help <laughs> you, <laughs> you prayed to god for the <laughs> first time to lose your virginity. i can lose my virginity tonight <laughs> brother send me down a golden magnum <laughs> right so, let just let just one of these flakes oh. be gold. Did that happen? <laughs> no. Oh. So we went then back. Then in that moment, that's when you believed in God. <laughs> yeah, we went back and we had unprotected sex for all of about. Oh uh, no. It was fine. We were both clean. I mean, I, mean, I was definitely clean. <laughs> yeah, she was fine, and we had. Uh, I'm just. A, I'm just. We paranoid. had sex for. I didn't even climax. I did not orgasm. Uh, I just did it until my dick got uh, flaccid and that took about uh, 10 minutes wow and then I remember laying in bed thinking as we were like going to sleep I was thinking that's what everyone was talking about that's what I've been waiting 21 years of my life for that wasn't that great hey it's different for everybody no one has a good first time with sex you're never good the first time and that's okay hey man you need experience and that's why i let these kids have safe sex if they need to you know let's teach them that because i was even taught abstinence right in high school or yeah it was junior high in high school i'm just like okay yes cool but like you're not gonna teach us what a condom is and what you know there's a thing called a female condom and i was just i'm just so annoyed by all of this I'm so annoyed by T.I. You know, Jesus doesn't want people to have sex. Yeah, I'm sure. And that's it. That's the end of the story. I think I think about it this way. Literally, God made the clitoris. Like, if you believe in God. The Ford clitoris, yeah. <laughs> what? Is that what you call it? Yeah. Okay, weirdo. Um, <laughs> no, I'm talking about if you believe in God, like, and you believe like God made like man in his image and all these different like that's like a the christian way of looking at Uh like humans like literally the whole point like the whole point of the clitoris is pleasure there's nothing else for the woman for the woman yes Yes. like right that is there's no other anatomical reason for the clitoris that is your penis head yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just just think about it that way i'm just like god created something the God that you believe in mm-hmm. created something just for pleasure. Yeah. So you're thinking he doesn't want you to have sex? Okay. Um. Yeah, but I always thought that Christians 
specifically I'm saying Christians because I grew up in a Christian community as an atheist. So I feel like they always thought about the clitoris as this thing that was sacred. So instead of Hmm. like for pleasure, it's a sacred thing and you don't want to soil it. So keep it pure. Don't I just stroke just thought that it. sex in general. Don't just, rub it. Don't touch it. Don't do any of that. Don't do anything. Anyway, so learn more about your body, friends. Google it. Go read a book. Be better. Don't think that the hymen is virginity. And virginity is a social construct. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm pro-sex. Everyone do it safely. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, and date a lot of people. Have sex with many people before you ever settle down. <laughs> Do not... If there's any listeners out there who are young enough or just not experienced enough mm-hmm. in sex to think, well, the first person I have sex with is probably going to be the person I'm marrying or the first, like, two mm-hmm. people. No, nah, they are not it. Those those are just really good partners in your life journey mm-hmm. uh, for the time being, but they are not the people you're supposed to be with. But what about high school sweethearts and all the... I stand by what I said. I know some people marry their high school no, sweethearts. No, I know people who have only been with the one person that they've always been with. I stand by and firmly believe that you should have more than a couple sexual partners in your life and more than a couple partners in your life. I'm, I'm all about dating other people. The sex thing, I'm just like, cool if you do it, cool if you don't. At the end of the day... Put yourself out there. Get to know yourself. I think mm-hmm. that's the most important thing before you right. couple yourself with somebody else. Because when you know yourself the best in all aspects of who you are, mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally, physically, sexually, spiritually, you're you're a better person for a partner or partners if that's something you're into. Yeah. You know. Anywho. We covered a lot of ground here. We did, man. Um, I just want to say the NCAA is stupid and then we can go into. Okay. Okay. So that's it. What does the NCAA stand for? Uh, the national college, I don't know. Athletics association. Sure. Association of athletics. Sure. Um, basically there was a athlete in uh, college who. Memphis. Was it Memphis? I believe so. Um, was fined or no, was told that they couldn't. Yeah, they were fined. No, they were. They were. They can't play this year. They can't play this year because they borrowed money from a family member to fly their girlfriend to the Rose Bowl. Criminal. What? Mind you, the person has already paid back uh, the family member for um, for the money that they borrowed. So, which is like cool, but like it just goes to show that these football giants. Football and basketball, like Giants. Mostly football, though, because they make a lot of money for schools. Like the athlete you're talking about was a basketball player. No, I thought it was. I thought it was football. It was the Rose Bowl. No, it was the Rose Bowl, but he is a basketball player. Oh. Maybe he's a two-sport athlete. Let me look it up. Yeah, can you just look that up? Because I wasn't. I was not sure what it was. Um, but anyway, I just. I think for me, what's frustrating is that you have you have these mostly black and brown boys who are these athletes working their tails off to be noticed in for the professional in the professional sense um so they can potentially go into the professional leagues and be drafted um but they they can't afford to like eat food or do and some might say oh flying your girlfriend to the rose bowl is 
a um, a luxury but why can't they have enough money to just do the things that they want to do obviously nothing lavish but enough to but you're making millions of dollars off of their bodies millions this kid is seven foot one he's he's ginormous put him in the game it's a basketball player okay we need that height i mean it is helpful to have that height it's projected to be the number one uh, the number three pick in the nba draft after this year but he cannot play this year right he'll still be top five um that is so annoying to me well but on the one hand i agree fully and on the other hand i want to know more details because um you know, when someone, when a family member gives a student money, mm-hmm. like, hey, borrow some cash, I don't think, there's got to be more to the story. Yeah. Because I would never, if if I were a professional, at, or sorry, a college athlete at a D1 school, mm-hmm. and my mother sent me money for groceries, nobody would suspend me. No. Or if I was going was, to do I wonder do if any, the, the family member was like a booster or something. Or That's what I am suspecting. Yeah. That money is not just family member money. Right. Again, if you pay the athletes, maybe there won't be issues like this. Maybe. Or they blow uh, all their money. I don't know. I feel like there should be a stipend. Sure. Something. They just need something that they can live on instead of just be athletes who make money for your school but i think it's all there's also this like caveat of like you have these athletes who are are doing the work that they're doing and the schools are making millions of dollars their coaches are like nick saban isn't he like the highest paid football coach ever yeah doesn't he make more than some of the nfl players for sure so what What and he's and he's not risking his body no. Oh yeah, Hardaway. Uh, was it considered a? It was Hardaway, right? It was. Yeah, Hardaway. Who was Penny Hardaway? Yeah. Anthony Hardaway. Yeah, Memphis coach. Uh, Penny Hardaway paid for Weissman and his family to move from Nashville to Memphis in 2017. Hardaway, who was not Memphis's coach at the time, was nonetheless considered a booster of the Tigers' basketball program. Allegedly paid. $11,500 for those expenses. According to the university, Wiseman was completely unaware of the payment. So um, that's why. It was because Penny Hardaway was a booster. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Uh, no? Yes? Maybe? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I can go with that. I, there's something more than that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it comes back to the point of should we be paying our athletes to do some of these things? I'm just saying I think we should. I believe California is the first uh, state to the governor signed the, the into law that athletes should be paid. College athletes, collegiate athletes should be paid for their work. So we'll see. If, Depending on their productivity. Is that what the... That's the, what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I was like, is that what the law says? I, I wasn't sure. Um, regardless, uh, I still stand by the NCAA is evil and stupid. I don't know if they're evil. Pretty damn evil in my eyes. You I mean, don't think how, so? What do you in in what sense? That they are exploiting young people and their talent, and not giving them what what's due, but keeping the money for themselves, and making rules so that it makes it difficult for people to be successful outside of needing them. I guess it comes back to what's your definition of evil? Is that 
Okay, well, I would say, <laughs> to play devil's advocate, if you're going to have a system of college students mm-hmm. who are students, sure, them being athletes, is that more or less or similarly similar mm-hmm. to being a member of the band, mm-hmm. debate team, or any other activity, extracurricular, that brings attention to your school. But it's not just bringing attention, it's bringing money. Well, that's what I'm saying, because sometimes there could be other um, people on committees who bring money to the school also. People who work uh, on committees for like raising tuition, uh, endowment for financial aid for students you know things like that if you're if you're doing things that are bringing income to your school and then most schools don't even make a profit Mm -hmm. off their athletics they actually see a loss Mm -hmm. but it's still marketing and branding for the school Mm -hmm. uh you could pay your athletes yeah but you are going to raise questions amongst other student orgs and clubs who also bring attention to the school Maybe not as much dollars because America doesn't love debate as much as they love sports. Right. But you are showcasing your best talent mm. in, in multiple arenas. All right. That aside, just the the sub, sem, semantics of it. Semantics, yeah. I almost said semiotics. Uh, <laughs> the semantics of it aside, I think also an issue. And I am pro paying student athletes. Right. But I'm just trying to think of all the different areas that could set a precedence. It, uh, if we also consider that there are so many student athletes mm-hmm. across an athletics program, so Title IX ensures that you have as many men's sports as women's sports. Yeah. So if you are going to have football, basketball, baseball, I'm going down the male sports, football, basketball, baseball, lacrosse, soccer, golf, track and cross country, track and field. If you're going to have 10 sports on the male side, mm-hmm. you got to have 10 sports uh, on the female side. Are you, do you have enough to mm. support all, of, all of these athletes? Yeah. And should they be paid the same amount and stipend if you play for the men's football team versus the women's swimming team? You know, if your tennis team is last in the country, but your football team is number one, mm-hmm. do they all get paid the same thing? Because if yeah. you pay men, but if you pay the men mm. more than you pay the women, that is also a Title IX problem. So yeah. your football team revenue, let's say your D1 school, is going to have to pay for the women's golf team, too. And your star quarterback is going to get paid $1,000. So is the worst golfer on the women's team. Yeah, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I'm saying yeah. it's... It needs to be at least seriously discussed and figured out. I think it, well, I think it is being discussed. It's already figured out. It's worked. It's it's not happening right now. That's mm-hmm. how they figured it out <laughs> because they did what they did. Okay, we made a decision. We're not going to do it. Um, I, I do think they're thinking about it. People are talking about it. It's being considered. Right. But I think because of all, how complicated it is. Uh, it's just not going to be a quick solution. I don't yeah. think they're evil. I think there's just a bunch of people who, and a lot of the people who work for these programs were athletes, athletes themselves. So yeah. they get That's it. true. They're like, you know, I would love nothing more than to pay people. But I also know like we work with college students and it's hard. It's hard. Can you imagine 
you know every college student's gonna say because they're broke like you're a college yeah. student you're broke at this time in yeah. your life i was a college student too and i was broke yeah and i had to make money through like working a job i'm an adult now i have right. like income and, and money and like i you know learned through time how to manage financially but um i'm glad i didn't just have it given to me yeah at a certain part of my life where being a college i think it's interesting that some college students think they're entitled to not having to struggle financially yeah where i'm like if you're in college the reason we give you discounts at places like museums and stores and like right. around town restaurants and things like that it's because we know you're broke yeah you're in college you're supposed to be broke yeah. you're resourceful yeah like, we're resilient through that yeah the week number two where we're talking about resiliency and you do not have to play basketball or football if you don't want to mm-hmm. you could go and do something else right but for many of these athletes if you are doing this uh yeah this thing you're probably there because they are paying for your education. Yeah. So on the on the hand where we say they don't get, they should get paid. I also think for some of you whose tuition would be somewhere in the upwards fifty thousand dollars. Right. That you don't have to pay because you can catch a ball. It is. It be, is. It is a type of stipend. In a, yeah. In, in a weird. You, you just should don't be see it. grateful for that too. Yeah. Absolutely. So I don't know. So true. I'm not not disagreeing. All right, friend. I feel like we have more to talk about in the dribbling section, so why don't we move along? Let's do some let's, basketball. Let's do it. All right, folks. It is time for our second segment, which is our dribbling section, where we talk about all things basketball, specifically NBA basketball, mm-hmm. and all the things that has to do with it. So why don't we get into it? Cool. What are we talking about first? Uh, did you know James Harden really likes strippers? Yeah, I just feel like that's just like an NBA thing. Like, I thought all NBA players like strippers. Okay, I guess I should say. Or strip uh, clubs. Or just likes to, you know, um, cool off. Like, that's their way of relaxing. I, hey, people have different hobbies in sports. Sure. Some people is strip clubs. Mm-hmm. Other people build ships inside of bottles. <laughs> I'm not going to criticize anyone for what they do. Sure. James Harden seems particularly affected by strip clubs, according to... What source on Instagram? It was a Reddit user who took the correlation. So it's not causation, but there is a correlation to the strip club quality Mm -hmm. and Harden's performance in that city. I want to know what they... The Instagram said... Harden statistically does worse in cities that have good strip clubs. Yeah. I need to know what the criteria is for a good strip club. I have been to two strip clubs my, in my life. I think my uh, specific uh, definition to you was titties and ass. I think every city has a strip club. <laughs> yes. Uh, so and, and s- they some, have several. And so. The TNAs mm-hmm. are prevalent at all of them. And my understanding is like they're typically fake but real looking. Maybe. Oh, that's what you said. And yeah. I like that. Huh? I like that. Because like I think the natural breasts and ass are out great out there. But there's definitely people who, you know, enhance their uh, figure to look a certain way. Augmentation. And that's up to them. Yeah, well, in the good strip club cities of America, James Harden, um, and they they 
kind of pigeonholed him by showing a picture of James Harden in a strip club. Mm. I don't know how often he's in strip clubs. We want to be very clear. We don't know. Oh, this is just a Reddit user just, you know, just putting some things that they've seen in the interwebs and said, hey, I wonder if the strip club quality is equivalent to... What what the correlation is of yeah it's not know. it's neither here nor there it's just for fun yeah. it's just for sport and I'm not even going to go down the rabbit hole of like what we think of strip clubs and no, their I whatever mean, it's do you they're here in our society it's an old business it is what it probably is probably the oldest profession in our in the world before there was prostitution yeah there was definitely stripping or like sorry it, or it was like together it was yeah it was looking at someone's body yeah that was the first business all right. Um, sh- uh, should we talk about Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, tell me. Sat out. Kawhi, the the right now the only star playing for the Clippers, the Los Angeles Clippers, until Paul George comes back healthy. Kawhi Leonard sat out a game against the Milwaukee Bucks recently, and the NBA community was why sour. Why he, yeah, why was he doing that? Because. Of quote unquote load management, mm-hmm. they are not going to coaches and administrators uh, leadership in the Clipper organization is going to monitor Kawhi's usage, mm-hmm. and they are going to sit him down for certain games in the year to preserve his health throughout the year. There are eighty-two games in a NBA season, yes, regular season, yes, not counting the playoff games that come after. If you are an excelling team like the Los Angeles and Los Angeles Clippers are. Actually, I should call them L.A. Clippers because no one says Los Angeles Clippers. I found. Yeah. People Everyone are says, calling them L.A. Clippers. Yeah. And the Lakers are the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. I'm finding that distinction as a brand, a point of branding. Right. Apparently, so the L.A. Clippers have uh, a vested interest in Kawhi's health, and so they're going to sit him down for certain games. And there are people in the community of the NBA who do not like that idea. Yeah. When asked about it for himself, whether he would take load management, LeBron James said, uh, as long as I'm not injured, I'll be playing. Yep. So, like, different strokes for different folks. Uh, Ramona Shelburne, or not Ramona Shelburne, um, Doris Burke mm-hmm. came out and said, hey, uh, I don't love this. I don't think it's good for the game. And wow. you see people who are... At a certain age of player, maybe you should be doing load sure. management, but not when you're jumping out of the gym as a young person coming into the league. They're talking about doing load management with other players like Zion Williamson, who's injured for two months, so interesting. recovering, mm-hmm. and he's going to come back. And they're talking about, let's sit him down for some games to make sure that his rookie year. To that, I say... I have some thoughts. Wow. What, what are they? Go ahead. No, to finish what you were saying, I'm okay. just like trying to process. I'm, th- I'm thinking about the players that are Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Blake Griffin, mm-hmm. who all sat out their first year. Sure. And they were injured. Yeah, something. I mean, it was, they were just sitting out for funds. They were right. they couldn't play. They they had to nurse back to health. So you got Zion who injured himself right before the first game, mm-hmm. and then these two months of recovery. You're lucky you dodged a bullet that he wouldn't be out the whole season. But then do you go full bore like, OK, he's back. Let's play him hard. Or do you go tentatively and sit him down a little bit in the first year? Yeah. So like I'm 
I'm going to maybe talk this out mm-hmm. to kind mm-hmm. of feel what I feel. Because I don't feel good that I'm disagreeing potentially with Doris. Because I have mad respect for Doris, mm-hmm. as everyone knows. Doris Burke, she my homie. I love her. Um, so the idea, we all know Kawhi knows his body. And I am certain that this decision was made with him in tandem. Oh, for sure. I know this decision wasn't like a, the trainer thinks this, and thus so does the coaches, and thus, Mm -hmm. you know, like, no, Kawhi's like... He makes his own calls. 100%. Mm -hmm. He did it at the Spurs. He he did it with Toronto. He knows his body. Right. I am not one to police how someone uses their body. Especially if it's your job. Yep. Mm -hmm. In the same way, I don't want anyone policing me. Like, you know, but that's a different story here. Let's just talk about sports here. Mm -hmm. I appreciate LeBron's notion that if i'm not injured i'm playing get it respectable he's from this he's we all know lebron is cut from a different cloth period You're not saying i'm gonna play defense <laughs> but i'll be out there <laughs> i'll be i'll be playing but he's been playing some good defense yeah i mean he's been i mean we'll talk about it a little bit later no shade no shade he's his hairline be looking right sharp deep <laughs> deep deep black <laughs> we um, noticed so like He's in the he's in the caliber of like the Kobe's and the Michaels that played like Michael played flu game. He should have played that game, but he played. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just it's a different kind of way of thinking. And I think of like the way LeBron trains his body. He puts in what do we say like a million dollars into his body I, a year? It, it one or two million? Yeah, some some it's a big number. Mm-hmm. And by he's not doing surgery or anything. He's like hiring trainers and doctors and getting ahead of the curve he's pre preemptively right proactively treating his body treating his body recognizing that he's getting older he needs to protect his body and do he's lost weight you know in the time that he's has played so that he could be more light on his feet agile Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um more like just quicker in Mm -hmm. general so i appreciate lebron's that that way of thinking of like if i'm not injured i'm playing that because that i've invested a million dollars into my body i'm going to mm-hmm. do this then and then you have the Kawhis who told the spurs i'm injured period mm-hmm. mm. so that what happened to kd would not happen to him right Ooh. so i God, look i look so smart so i look at these things and i think yeah i don't love when you're because th- so, then we're now we're separating like he's a star player He's going to give us, like, right? You're paying him dumb, dumb money to be playing for your team. So you want him to show up so that people aren't pissed when they, like, I'll get it. If I go to a, a Nets um, Clippers game and Kawhi isn't playing, I'm going to be tight. Of course I'm going to be upset. Because mm-hmm. I, I paid money because yeah. I want to I see Kawhi play and in this situation it was mvp versus mvp candidate right Kawhi versus Giannis. yes yeah so you don't think i want to see that game you don't think like of course i'm going to be tight if that yeah. like doesn't happen i think that's like a natural feeling it was a national game which is why people were upset sure yeah. and yeah. and it's nationally televised right. oh so you're just seeing this man in a suit just like sitting there watching yeah. this game like what what you know like i get it i 100 percent get the as a lover of the game and the sport, I get I get the annoyance that Doris is feeling of like I don't think this is good, whatever. I get that, but when I think of myself as an athlete, 
if I want to make think of the longevity that I want to have in this career, mm-hmm. we all know Kawhi thinks different. Yeah. He thinks different. He's not a regular schmegular player. No, he He's wears ne- New Balance. I mean, and he the, wears and New Balance. That's that's what he said. I'm signing with New Balance. What is that? Okay. You, you know, no one else is doing that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> He's a fun guy. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Mr. Fun Guy. Mr. Fun Guy. For those of you who don't know, the opening opening game for the Clippers, they gave Kawhi the mic and he just said, Hey. <laughs> it was so no, funny. He said it three times, didn't he? He was like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. But it was like <laughs> but then he like paused. It was so it was so awkward. It was well, so the, cute. The photo day where they're taking the first photos of him, he's his arms like, are just at his side. He's like, What do I do? What do I do with my hands? Tell um, me what to do. Uh, he signed with hey, you could sign with Nike, you could sign with Adidas, you could sign with hell, Reebok. We <laughs> even let you whatever you want to do. Who, Remember who, Alan Iverson? <laughs> under 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 Armour. Who do, who do you want? Uh <coughs> New Balance. Man, you just pull out out of nowhere. You are an OG godfather of this thing. <laughs> anyway, I just think about it this way. This decision wasn't just a Clippers organization decision. This was a Clippers organization had a talking to with Kawhi. Like Kawhi's like, look, I wanna I wanna play for a long time. I want I'm ready to take this Clippers team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I want to manage my load correctly. This is what this is what I would like. This as per my doctors, as per trainers, blah 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 blah. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. You keep your, you keep your 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 main asset happy. You know what's interesting? You pay me X amount of dollars. Yes, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Just like you and I have mm-hmm. sick days. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm I'm gonna use a sick day. He can, and, and he can do that. <laughs> you and I still get our salary yep. the way it is. Yep. And this man gets paid his guaranteed money. But instead of an, a multi-figure deal over 82 games, right? I'll still give you 82, mm-hmm. but I'm going to include the playoff games. Yeah. Some of these regular season games, we don't need them. I don't need to play the Bucks right now mm-hmm. because they're in the East mm-hmm. and we're not going to see them till the championship. Yeah. If they get there. Yeah. You know? And I'm going to I'm gonna watch the game tapes. I'm going to study things. I'm going to be ready for them. I don't need to play them just to be ready for them. At the end of the day, I get people's annoyance by it. But I also feel like we should trust the players and the people who are getting paid lots of money to say if it's uh, an athlete is ready to play or not. And I also think we should just listen to the athlete. Because I don't want the things that happen to Katie. As much as I have a disdain for Katie, I never want what happened to Katie to happen to anybody. Yeah. He shouldn't have played that game nah. before he got injured. For no. those of you who don't know, he essentially injured himself during the championships. Like, he landed. He, like, essentially, not even landed. He, like, ran funny and something clearly popped. He just went to go make a basketball move. Yeah. With and, the ball, yeah. And it just... Yeah, just... Tore. Tore his ACL. Yeah, looked terrible. Yeah. Uh, no, his uh, Achilles. Achilles, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. not ACL. That was Clay. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. The Warriors last was a... eight games have been pretty terrible. Yeah, pretty sad. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, Kawhi... I'm okay with it. What... I don't, but yeah. it's also like... I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. But I'm also, I'll say this, 
uh, I'm a basketball fan who doesn't really pay for basketball tickets. Yeah. I watch the game on TV and I like it better that way. Sure. People who go to a game, they like it better that in person way. Sure. So if you paid money to watch this game, as I said, I understand why you're upset. Hundred percent. But I, again, yeah. I'm I'm a person who likes both. I clearly watch basketball games more at home than I go watch it obviously mm-hmm. in the stadium uh, if there's a good game and i find cheap tickets yeah i'll go but i'm not i'm not a season ticket holder we're not making money like that mm-hmm. but uh yeah so i think that's something that i've always like i get being tight i want it like in my life to watch lebron play live yeah. i do want to do that in the yeah. same way i was blessed to see michael jordan play live many times okay let's talk about that Kawhi yeah. is getting compared to michael a lot Mm-hmm. Right now, what mm-hmm. do you think of that style of play? Big hands, yeah, playmaker, defense on both sides. You know, both ends of the court. It's a nice compliment to give the man. Mm-hmm. Really nice compliment. Um, I'm actually personally just over the the Michael Jordan comparison for any player. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, let's just let players be who they are. Yeah, like Kawhi like, is the first Kawhi. Let's not take away from what michael did for players mm-hmm. like the inspiration that he gave mm-hmm. let's not take away what kobe did for players or Shaq or kareem or whoever you want to pick mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. pick your pick your poison as it comes to the player that has inspired you that you may imitate your game from you know okay i but, agree i'm with you so if you yeah. want to compare because i think people like to compare because i think this conversation is starting to get old yeah like Oh, LeBron's the next Michael, or like Kobe's the next Michael. It's just like Michael was kind of his own thing, and LeBron is clearly his own thing. Mm-hmm. Kobe clearly his own thing. Well, like, Kobe was Michael two though, in the way that he fashioned himself. Sure, no one's saying that he wasn't inspired by it, but he's no, he's still not he Michael. He was Kobe modeled his game almost carbon copy off michael and that's i think that's the only reason he gets that comparison is because he was so open about that yeah and but that's him he wanted that like yeah he brought that on himself and that's fine lebron has never asked for the michael comparison because he doesn't play like michael no not at all not the same position not style of play anything like he's not graceful like michael he shoots very well his completion percentage is better than michael yeah his, uh, I should say, field goal percentage. <laughs> well, I'm, I've been watching LeBron lately. Mm-hmm. He's kind of not, he's kind of doing pretty good. He's doing very good statistically and also effort-wise on the court. But mm-hmm. I'm also watching him and noticing the conversation around who is the best in the NBA right now. It's very interesting. Some people are still saying... Damian Lillard was asked about this. Mm -hmm. He said, I think LeBron's the best player in the league. Sure. Some people might say Kawhi. Sure. Some people... You might find your different uh, takers on this conversation. But for LeBron to be debated as the top player in the league says something... Because people say Giannis too. Yeah. Sort of thing. He won the MVP. LeBron used to be undisputed. LeBronathan James. When he was winning four MVPs in the span of like five years, everyone said LeBron's the best player on the planet. Mm-hmm. Now, they pit him against other people. I look at his numbers versus like a Kawhi. Mm-hmm. LeBron takes the slight edge 
with the number of assists he has. Yeah. But it's only a slight edge. Right. And I'm saying that in terms of my thinking right. and my perception. Right. It's a slight edge over Kawhi. Kevin Durant, when he's healthy, gets compared to LeBron James. Kevin scores more points, less assists, less rebounds. <laughs> Similar in rebounds. Yeah. LeBron has a slight edge for me. Yeah. But I understand why people put KD. There was a the point is there was a time when LeBron was undisputed. Right. And that time is not now. And I think the difference is one thing. What? I watch him play now uh-huh. and he's on his revenge tour. Uh-huh. Making sure people didn't forget about him. Numbers look strong. He's right. the first Laker Say it. Say it. to have three consecutive triple doubles Say it. Say in it. a season since Magic Johnson. Wow. It's a big deal. It's very big. There have been a lot of Lakers who are great. And he's a special kind of player. Those numbers are wonderful, but this comparison is so close to other players because he's not as explosive as he used to be. Yeah. Because he's not... The thing that would turn it for people, if he were rim rocking and just untethered like he was a little bit when he was winning those MVPs. He was in his mid-20s, in his prime, just jumping out of the gym super fast, just a freak of nature like the speed of a cheetah and the force of like an elephant. Right. Uh, But now he has this wisdom Mm -hmm. and he has court control. Yeah. And he's a general on the floor. He has basketball intelligence. Yeah. And so he so plays. he's he's being a more efficient player yes. and recognizing, oh, I'm gonna swallow mm-hmm. my pride and realize I'm not 18 years old anymore. Right. He's and calculated. I am. I am. What? 17 years into this into this game. Uh, 17. So, yeah, because he's mm-hmm. he's in this, his 17th shoe, so yep. that makes sense. Um, so I'm older. I need to recognize I'm still the leader of my team. Yeah. But my role what I do on the court is going to change a little bit. Right. Because I'm not maybe as quick as I used to be. I'm not as fast or as um, agile as I used to be. And I'm working on all of those things. I'm working on what that looks like. Um, If you all, I just, that was very effortless. My word. So right now, um, Alex in the middle of our podcast just picked up Wrigley and they're now just cuddling and, Oh, you're okay. You're okay there, Riggs. You good? Okay, we'll definitely record this because it is quite quite adorable. Wrigley, be cool. Uh-uh. It's okay. He can he can turn up right. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I just think like, you know, there there are a lot of players that we know that don't take their change of role in a team gracefully. You say that like you're thinking of someone. Carmelo still doesn't Dang. have a job. <laughs> And so, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> uh, yo, they want me to come off the bench. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. You know, there's people like um, Vince Carter. He Ooh, he yeah. knows he he was the man. He was what LeBron is now. Mm-hmm. That's what people expected Vince to be. Hundred percent. But he also was. He also didn't maybe do the things that LeBron is doing to his body. Mm-hmm. Maybe but he, he takes himself. He hundred. He's yeah, great shape. He's in great shape. Don't great get me wrong. But like yeah. conditioning, recovery. You know, mm-hmm. um, what's it called? Um, Cross training. Yeah. Like all those things. Like all those things. I'm sure he does that. But like maybe not in the same level 
as maybe LeBron does it, right? Right. Um, and so Vince is the oldest player in the league. For those that don't know, Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. And we he, not, we haven't experienced basketball without him. Right. He's in so our lifetime. Happy. He loves this game. He looks so happy all the time. He yeah. And there hasn't been really any scandals with him that I know no, of. He's never won a championship, and he's okay. Yeah. He's and he I he loves you, the game. Would you consider him a Hall of Famer? Vince Carter. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I think what he's done for the game. And his I, love of the game is I appreciate it. I love it. He's 20th all-time in scoring. I'm into it. Gotta give it to him. Give it to him. Um, but, you know, there is a gracefulness that you need to have to accept your role when things change in the place that you work. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is always... Like, LeBron has gracefully accepted. I'm still the shit. I'm just adjusting my shit differently. <laughs> Right. Can I, that excuse makes sense. me while I adjust my shit. <laughs> excuse me. Pardon me. Excuse me while I adjust. Um, uh, we could talk about things that aren't what they used to be. The Knicks. Oh, God. They're bad. Yeah. They've been bad for a while, but it's so bad that the league, uh, sorry, the franchise president and basketball, basketball operations mm-hmm. came out and said, uh, listen, we're 10 games in and we know we're not good. This is not what we said we were going to bring yeah. to you. They're definitely planting the seeds to fire the coach for sure. That's, yeah. that's definitely happening. Fisdale is considered a player's coach and mm-hmm. people like him. Yeah. He, he coached at Memphis. He's had multiple assistant coaching jobs. And uh, the Knicks think that the problem is the coach. Of course. The Knicks think the problem is the coach. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say that one more time? The Knicks. Say it again. For the... 80th time mm-hmm. think that the mm-hmm. problem is the coach mm-hmm. i'm sure they will trade away mm-hmm. rj barrett yep before his fifth season mm-hmm. i'm sure this seems like a regular cycle of things like this is we're not this is not news for us so it sounds about just about right of what they're gonna do this new york Knicks team and i haven't watched Stephen a on it Yet I know he said some things on his radio cast. He so sure I'll, did. I will invoke what I think he may have said. Okay, what did you think he said? Dismoribund. <laughs> Say it. Dysfunctional. <laughs> Say it. Delinquent, <laughs> dilettante denizen of de- rejects. <laughs> you, were, of, you were looking for a D word there. I couldn't find it. <laughs> Dummies. <laughs> I was like, dummies? Come on. You big dummies. <laughs> this New York Knicks team, franchise, leadership, management, has been so bad since 2002. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the Knicks in the playoffs. I want to say that again. The New York Knicks. Say it, brother. The largest market in the country. The New York Knickerbockers. Has never been in the playoffs since I watched Alan Houston's Freewell and Ewing do it. Yeah. In what, 2001? Yep. It's 2019. Yeah. You're the New York Knicks. Knickerbockers. I have watched the worst contracts. The worst contracts for players who are not that good <laughs> for the money you paid them. You are the New York Knicks. Did you know that recently in the in the the wake of understanding that 
this is kind of happening. They're about to fire Fisdale, you know, kind of a situation. The there was a fan uh, in the New York Knicks Madison Square Garden uh, that said "Fire Dolan" and started the chant mm-hmm. to say "Fire Dolan." Okay, got it. Get it? I got the rhythm. I was trying to play it out. Yeah, um, and. Uh, it was because he's because they found who the person started and the whole arena erupted with that chant Mm -hmm. um and the person who started the 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 chant was effectively kicked out of the game because you know we all know james dolan is a very sensitive man um yo I, i can't tell you it is one of the most mismanaged teams i've ever seen that i'm like you know what it's some bad juju, and I I want to say it starts with James Dolan. But I, I walked by someone's, uh, I was just walking down on Wooster, I think, mm-hmm. toward <clears throat> my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and so I'm walking through this like Soho area, and someone on their fire escape had a New York Islanders flag. Flag. Cool. And I walked by, and I said. To the person I was with, not just to myself. I said to the person, my partner, we were walking down. And I said, I forget that the New York Islanders are a franchise. Mm -hmm. I forget all the time. They are the most forgettable franchise in my mind. Right. That there are eight New York professional teams. Yep. Two for every sport. Yep. Of the major major four in the United States. Hockey, basketball, baseball, football. Mm Mm-hmm. I forget on that list about the New York Islanders all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to forget about the Knicks more and more. Yep. Word. Rangers, Jets, Giants, uh, Yankees, Mets. Mm-hmm. I remember these things. Nets. I and well, and the Nets now for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But the Knicks are just. I I remember being so excited to move to New York because I'm like, oh my God, I get to go to Madison Square Garden and see the Knicks. Even though when I moved to New York, the Knicks were still trash. But then Linsanity happened. So that was like a resurgence of like, oh, this is, this could be spicy. This could be good. Um, But then that got squashed pretty quickly. And they hired Phil Jackson and said, okay, this will fix it. Yeah. That his triangle (laughs) offense and Husa did not fix it. Um, So yeah, no, I've seen more Nets games in New York than I have. I've seen zero Knicks games. Sure. So it's a bummer, man. Bummer. Um, There's been some injuries happening in the league. We all know about um, Steph Curry's hand injury. Mm -hmm. Um, At first we thought it was going to be a couple of months, but apparently he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, I saw that coming. Yeah. And I'm... Why? The Golden State Warriors are looking sad. They have many nationalized television games they have lots of them yeah so so that's gonna be d'angelo russell this is your time (coughs) but i hear that he might be (coughs) traded yeah they will (coughs) excuse me i like how they say he's part of our long-term plans they're not wrong (laughs) we're going to trade him for people who will be with us for a long time yep um but he had a 52 point game the other night (coughs) he sure did yeah, so, all right, so we are there. What, what other injuries are we talking about? Uh, Gordon Hayward also bro- broke his hand. Oh, yeah, he ran into Cat from Minnesota. Yeah. He just, on a play, just yeah. ran into him, broke his, his digits. Lots of uh, lots of things with Cat, and, and not breaking things, but, you know, 
physical get, contact. He's, he's very physical this year. He's <laughs> yeah. a mountain of a man. He's like he seven foot two. Is um, the only other thing that to talk about that they're still kind of developing is the Dion Wal- uh, Waiters um, situation. He is a player for the Miami Heat. Um, and recently, while flying from Phoenix to L.A., um, there was a charter plane that the team took. Um, he ended up having like what eventually was stated as a panic attack after eating gummies. Uh, and not just like some Harrisburg gummies or like fruit I don't snacks. I know what that is. Like fruit snacks. Harrisburg? Is that, isn't that what it's called? Hairs? Harrisburg? You know, hair, I'm trying to think Swedish of Swedish fish? Not Swedish Gum- fish. Like the gummies. I used to have this in the apartment all the time. And you used to eat it. I did? Yeah. Oh, was this just your last apartment? No, this this apartment. I eat all your food. I don't eat gummies. Hasbro. Hasbro. Not. Hasbro gummies. Okay. It's a brand. You, you've definitely Fine. you've definitely ate So he, it. he wasn't just eating some Hasbro's. Wait, maybe it's not called Hasbro. We're gonna be on this point for a minute. Bear with us here. Oh, hey, Haribo. Haribo gummies. Oh, Haribo. Yeah. How do you go? Yeah, um, Harsboro is definitely like a like play doh, like it's like play doh and games and stuff okay, like that. That's not what that's we not want. the same thing. But no, anyway, um, not those kind of gummies, but gummies that are infused with uh, something called THC. What? That's so, the part in the plant that gives you hallucinations. Yeah, it gives you a little bit of what we call a high. That's from the marijuana plant. There's yes, the CBD, is. which is the non-hallucinogenic, and then right. there's the THC, which is what he had. Yeah. So on a charter plane, he took. He may have taken more than more than. Did he know? I am pretty sure he did, but he had a panic attack. I don't know the the details for what actually it's happened like, and what shit, he knows flying. or whatever. I think we're flying. Yeah. Yeah. We. <laughs> Technically, he's not. That's not a hallucination. No, you are, sir. You are flying. You should freak out at the concept of that. Not only the fact that we're flying on a plane, but, a but we're on a plane. we're on a blue marble that is flying thousands of miles for, an hour around the sun. You know, I've really worked on my anxiety around flying, and you just we're flying oh, right now. I hate you. We're not high <laughs> for you to say that. We're in space. Oh, you gotta zoom out. Oh, we're spinning and flying. Faster than you can blink. Oh, my word. Oh, so smart. Anyway. He's not wrong. Um, he was suspended for 10 games and I think, and fined, and I think he's losing like over $800,000 as far as salary is concerned. He's fine. Um, but there may be some other implications um, because he was fined and, um, or not fined, he was uh, kicked off of his team for those 10 games for the detriment for how he, like, put the team in harm's way essentially like for because of the detriment of the team which i'm like what did he do on the plane he had a panic attack well yeah but what did that look like i don't know they 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 have not shared i mean detriment to the if he went into the bathroom and just didn't come out for like an hour and he was just like right again whatever like, that's not detriment to the team i'm you know but if he was on the plane trying to get pissing on people's seats and <laughs> i don't calling know. jimmy Harris, jimmy like a black guile and going around <laughs> telling people <laughs> that they look like fugly, then maybe that's detrimental <laughs> maybe that, to the team. Maybe that's not nice. To you say. shoot too much. You're a pain in the ass. No one wanted you here anyway. Oh my word. If he went around giving people a piece of his mind, then that wouldn't be helpful. Well, I mean, that's what, uh, I just want details. The, 10 games is severe. It's severe. So that makes me think not only did you set a bad precedence for like 
using banned drugs, mm-hmm. but you also were an ass when you were tripping. Yeah. Possibly you did something. Yeah. Um, again, we don't know the details of it, but I hope he's okay. Because uh, having had, I've only had two panic attacks my whole life. And um, tell us about them. They were. I mean, it's pretty personal, but uh, um, all of it. I'm only <laughs> asking you TMI questions this episode. Uh, apparently, Jeez. she she wouldn't ask, she wouldn't answer the virginity uh, question. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, there's, I'm not just talking to you all because you were listening. Uh, Amelia's in the room too. Amelia's my also, roommate, and yeah. she's she's listening and she's waving as she's hugging Wrigley. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean like it's just it's a it's a feeling of like a weight. Like there's I felt both times it was different. I didn't realize they were panic attacks until like after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like after like talking to my therapist, they're like, "Oh, you had a panic attack." I'm like, "What? I thought having a panic attack is just something that you just deal with, right?" Like. Because brown kids, mental health wise, oh, yeah. we don't we you don't deal, deal with, with that. It. What is it? What is You're it? sad. Just as Hassan Minaj mm-hmm. in, in the Patriarch, the most recent episode, really talked about it best when he said when he would be sad, his dad would tell him to drink water and pray, which is like, <laughs> like I don't think anyone understands how real that statement was for me <laughs> when when I've like told my parents that I was sad. They're just like, just pray about it. God will get you through it. I'm like, I mean, I think that's really important, but I also think maybe I should talk to somebody. <laughs> so it says here uh, on everydayhealth.com, mm-hmm. for doctors to diagnose a panic attack, they look for at least four of the following signs. Tell me. Sweating, mm-hmm. trembling, shortness mm-hmm. of breath, yep. a choke sensation chest pain nausea dizziness fear of losing your mind fear of dying feeling hot or cold numbness or tingling a racing heart and feeling gotta click the dots to read more well i can tell you that i had shortness of breath i was definitely like shaking Mm -hmm. um i was feeling really really warm Mm -hmm. and i was like just i was just like very like just panicked you were like time. you were like a computer whose hard drive is just working overtime. Yeah, and, and it was like, like spinning. <sighs> the fan was spinning and it wasn't yeah. cooling down. Yeah, and like I definitely felt chest pains too. So mm-hmm. yeah. when I was saying that, I was just like, yeah, I was just like nervous, and I just didn't take that well. Like my my therapist was like, no, you had a dummy, you, you big dummy, panic attack, and I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that's just what brown kids go through, and you just deal with it, and oh, you God. and you drink water and pray. <laughs> um, so I feel I feel for him. I hope he's okay. Um, it's also interesting because he, like, technically marijuana is legal in California, so I wonder how that kind of plays into, like, the legalistic aspects of it when it comes to the NBA. I don't know. We shall see. Should we do standings really quickly? Yeah, let's do some standings. What's going on standings-wise so right before we now, end it off? Right now, we are looking at... So for the hardcore basketball people out there, we're just going to tell you what the lay of the land looks like in terms of the playoff picture. It's still early, so all this could change. Right. Um, we're like but 10 in games East, in. <laughs> yeah, the thing's worth noting in the East, your top teams in order of... First to eighth place playoff standings would be Boston, Toronto, Milwaukee, Miami, who dropped from the number one seed, and then 76ers, Pacers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Brooklyn Nets. Those would be your teams. Yes, yes, yes. And then uh, just right behind them. Also, Cavaliers? Wow. Yeah, very impressed. And Kevin Love was injured for part of that time. He is balling out. Yo. Teams are interested in Kevin Love. I mean, so am I. Kevin. 
Just letting you know. Just, uh, sorry, I can't believe I just did that. Anyway, no, continue. That's fine. He's a good looking man. He's, his Instagram you know, is popping too. He's... He's he's mighty good looking. He I'm is very good looking. Someone just slide into his DMs. Continue. Go for it. Let him know what time <laughs> it is. Uh, Western Conference, in order of standings. Woo! Oh man, it's looking as tight as ever. Tell me. T- tied for the top seed are the Lakers and the Nuggets. What? Then the Nuggets. Have, then you have a five-team tie between third and seventh. Three seed and seven seed. You have. Tell me. You have five teams all with the same record. The right. Rockets, Jazz, Suns, Clippers, Mavericks, and the San Antonio Spurs at you know, eight. The, the only one those, that I'm surprised about mm-hmm. is the Suns. Uh, yeah, because they're... They're doing really well. Way better than they've ever been. Yeah. Um, so all of those teams are separated right now by two games max. So all of this can change still fluidly. Uh, let's talk about... I want to say, I don't, the Rockets, we're, we're all just kind of watching the Rockets right now. What are they doing? We're I'm not confused. Even, they we're don't, little, you know, hmm. they. we talked about their 154 point game that they won by one point because, you know, no one was playing defense. The worst team in the West right now is the Golden State Warriors. No surprise. Wow. The, talk about a fall. Whew. Yep. That's it. Did you see what Steve Kerr said recently? What did he say? He said us getting Kevin Durant was not fair. Wow. He said you took a team that, that was he said, already great. Who was already great. And he said, I thought our team that lost the championship that year was better than the first year where we did win the championship. I would agree. Right. Everyone agreed. Yeah. Steve Kerr is saying basically, hey, everyone and the rest of the NBA community, we heard you <laughs> and I don't disagree. <laughs> I, and I'm sure he agreed with us at the time, but sure. he just didn't really need cat. You can't How say can, You can't say that yeah, when course. you're the coach of the, yeah. you know. And I never thought he didn't think that. Right. But I, I, it was never in my mind that Steve Kerr or anyone on that team thought that that team needed Kevin Durant. Right. You came up four I mean, points short in Draymond, Game Seven. Draymond said what he said, and he said it with his chest. Did you hear what uh, KD said about that when he was talking to Stephen A. on first take? That mm-hmm. he asked him, just to be clear, was that interaction with you and Draymond? He said, "Yeah, yeah, it affected him." He said, "Yes, that was a factor in me leaving." I appreciate you being honest. And he I, ain't wrong. Thank you, Draymond. <laughs> Thank I mean, you, Draymond. He's not wrong. And you took it the way you took it. I just want to say, Draymond Green, you're my dope person of the week. <laughs> um, something I do want to talk about Uh-oh. are the stats. Let's see it. Let's hear it. So, oh my God, this is just so good. So, these are the statistics. Okay, tell of me. Our regular season right now. We're just looking at key categories like points, rebounds, sure. assists, blocks. We're looking at trends to see which players might end off the year with a strong showing for MVP or most improved or mm-hmm. defensive player of the year. So it's just nice to see how, where players start from. Sure. And if they're at the start of the season, players are well rested, they're healthy, right. they're on high octane. Yeah. Can they sustain that throughout an entire NBA season of 82 games? That's it. always what I'm looking at. So, offensive leaders, number one in scoring, James Harden, with 37 points per game. Again, what's his uh, field point, like uh, the average? I don't know, but it's probably not that it's, high. It's 34 point something. Or it's really? like 37 something, yeah. Really? Yes. It's yeah, not good. That's not good. 
Uh, somehow they're still up there in the Western standings, but that could change. Mm-hmm. There's many. Uh, Damian Lillard averaging 33 points a game. Into it. I'll ball out with that contract, young fella. Kyrie Irving, 30 points a game. KD's out. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Balling out in Brooklyn. And then Giannis is at 29. Pay attention to Giannis in these stats. Yeah. He's 20. He's basically at 30 points a game. Mm-hmm. Former MVP. Kawhi Leonard's at 29 points a game. And then if you go to complete leaders, uh, past five, uh, Luka Doncic is in sixth mm-hmm. with 27.7. Pascal Siakam of Toronto behind him. Anthony Davis, you go all the way down to LeBron James is 17th right now with 24.6 points per game. Again, not shabby. Not bad. It's not as high as LeBron usually is, but there's plenty of basketball and we know how LeBron kicks it in. Yeah. Second half. But if you go over to assists. Mm. Say it, brother. LeBron James is number one. Number one in assists. It shows that he knows that he needs to adjust and thus he adjusted and is going to do what he does best. He. General. He just upped his assists per game by about three assists a game. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's why Anthony Davis is ranked as high as he is in scoring yeah, right now. Yeah, because he has someone throwing them the ball. Yes. It, fair. Can, Rondo has been out. Sure. Hurt. But LeBron's been filling in at point guard, now averaging 11 assists a game. The next highest is Luka Doncic. Very cool. The Mavericks with 9.1. This is like the LeBron we're seeing. 24, maybe 25 points a game and 11 assists. Pretty impressive. We can handle this, you know. That's a good. That's a good round number. Three pointers made. James Harden's making the most three pointers. Four point three a game. That's still not very high for as much as you shoot that damn ball. That's what I'm saying. So, <sighs> aren't you tired yet? That's what I want to say to him. Aren't you tired of having? I mean, he's the just going same to the strip move? clubs, and maybe the strip clubs are just affecting him. By the way, I found out what the criteria was for the strip clubs. It was a Google reviews. Of the strip clubs. Oh, okay. That's yeah. I respect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I tell you rebounds right now? Mm-hmm. Number one in rebounding mm-hmm. is Andre Drummond of Detroit. I never would have said that. He, I would not have said that. Every year he's in the top five. No, he, he is, but I, didn't, I would not think he's the first one. That's wild. 18 rebounds a game. Do you know the last person who was averaging 18 a game? Was his name Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman of the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> This is really maybe amazing. It's a, maybe it's a Pistons thing. It's a hard work thing. He hustles really hard, and he That's can't true. shoot free throws to save his life. Oh, and, he, but, he, but, he has the he has a shack attack issue. Yeah, but I would think if you were, I never hear people talk about Andre Drummond mm. as a candidate for All Star Game, for like major trades. Right. I never hear them talk about him for um, U.S. Team USA or anything like that. I've always respected this man's game. He's averaging 21 points a game and 18 Whoa. rebounds. He's averaging 21 points a game and 18 rebounds. That's a lot. Nobody talks about Andre Drummond. And I think the reason for that, I can only imagine. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's really boring to talk to. But I can't understand why a 21 and 18 mm-hmm. is never talked about. Yeah, that's weird. So, but right yeah, behind I, him, And I never knew that. And that's kind of, I'm kind of ashamed by that. For the rest of this podcast, in our duration, in our history of this podcast, I will talk about Andre Drummond every single game. Wow. Every single podcast. Is that, he's going to be our LeBron? He's going to be my dope person every week. Okay. From now on, Andre Drummond's my dope person. <laughs> Until he does something stupid. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. Until further notice. Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's averaging 30 points a game, is also averaging 14.3 points or rebounds. It's a double-double. This dude, not just it's a high double-double. Yep. He's going to be MVP again if he has these numbers. Yep. There's I agree. no question. And then Kevin Love, <coughs> your boy is averaging 13 rebounds a game, 13.4. Hey, Kevin. Kevin, get yourself a trade, Kevin. No, um, he wants to be in Cleveland. He says that, but what if you went to a team where they would make you the man and you would be better than... Well, you have to be in the East. Yeah, you have I'm to like, be in the where's East. he going to go? He does, He's the man again for once. Yeah, but where is he going to go outside of Cleveland? I will take block leaders i just want to say anthony davis is number one not surprised 3.11 blocks and then ben simmons is number one in steals with three a game but no genuinely Um, where would where would he go i'm about to tell you what i think you could Mm -hmm. put kevin yes i'm looking at the east right now you could put oh well kevin would be useful on the pacers but right now the pacers are not that much better than the Cavs. Yep. Um, why are the Pistons not better than they are? They should be better. But you have to also think, Blake hasn't been playing in a minute. But they have Andre Drummond. Oh, wow. So this is really going to happen, aren't you? <laughs> you're really, you're really going to really milk this. So then <laughs> you put Kevin Love on the Orlando Magic. Really? Or the... Uh-huh. You're gonna Man, say your bulls it. suck. You know what? Your, we have a couple more years of bulls rebuilding. Are trash. Okay. I know. If you had the, you know, it's unfortunate because I think pieces wise he would fit really well in Washington, mm-hmm. but temperament wise he couldn't put up with the pettiness. Yeah. There's just too much tension and drama. Yep. In there, that I you agree. Just can't be on that team. Kevin. I, Kevin's fine where he is. I think he needs to be where he is. Yeah. Continue pushing through. He probably looked at the landscape and said, "You know, there's no place I want to be besides Cleveland. Yeah, I'm fine. Cleveland's nice. We're not going to win a championship, but this city deserves better for having stuck by me. Yep. I'm not going to abandon them like some people. <coughs> wow. That's really Kevin talking. That's not me. He's He really went there, guys. That's Kevin. He did it. He did it. So anyway, those are our stats and standings. Love it. Um, love the stats. Love the standings. Some surprises there. But again, it's, we're so damn early. So damn early. We shall see. And we'll we're, continue to talk about this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some dope people. All right. What up, folks? It is time for our third and final segment of the cast, and it is our Dope Person of the Week, where we talk about a dope person or dope people that we think uh, you should know about and learn a little bit more about them with us. So first up, it's going to be Alex telling us who is your dope person, sir. I'm picking Andre Drummond. Oh, my God. I'm shocked. I want to make this very clear. He's just very good. Okay. And I looked up his stats, and you can read about them. But this guy, since he got drafted out of UConn in 2013 as the ninth overall pick to the Detroit Pistons, Mm -hmm. has been on a tear. A consistent, solidly contributing player of about averaging around 14 points and 16 rebounds a game. He just pulls boards like he works in handyman hardware. Boards on boards on boards. Just planks of boards. He 
is a tear. And he's won a gold medal in the FIBA games with mm-hmm. the USA national team. He's had many a 20 and 20 game, 20 yeah. points, 20 rebounds. He's had career highs of 32 points, uh, career high 27 rebounds mm-hmm. in some games. And I just think he's having a career year with an averaging right now of 21 points and 18 rebounds a game. So I hope that uh, we can all look at Andre Drummond and not think about him dating that Nickelodeon star when he was uh, a kid. Um, I did not know that he dated Nickelodeon Yeah, they were the same age. She was just a year older than him, sure, but like still sure. they dated. It was very cute. She was from iCarly. Um, oh. It's not important. Don't go Googling things. It's okay. not. It's a respect this man for like the craft that he puts uh, on the floor. I'm okay. And he also makes music. He makes he, music. He makes music. That's all he said on his Google chat. Okay. With... Uh, uh, with the rest of the world FaceTiming. And, uh, yeah, I just think Andre Drummond's a quality class act. So I'm I'm into it. I wish him the best, and uh, he's my dope person. Awesome. Who you got? So my dope person is someone that you brought up already um, for his illustrious use of words when describing the New York Knickerbockers. It's none other than Mr. Stephen A. Smith. Um, I believe he's been maybe a dope person for us previously, but I wanted to um, give him my uh, my accolades, my you know, give him some flowers, give him give him his uh, give him his give him his praise while he's still around. Um, <laughs> that was really morbid, but you know, just thank him and for all the great things he's done. Because recently he inked a new deal with ESPN, making him the highest paid sportscaster on the network. On the network, specifically in ESPN. Um, and so Smith, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, was is a journalist on the on the ESPN network since 2005. He signed a five-year deal that will rake in almost $8 million a year, which tops Michael Greenberg's host, uh, ESPN's Get Up, for those of you who don't know, um, who was a network's former highest-paid personality. And, Mike Greenberg was former number one? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So he will continue to do the morning first take and he will continue to sports uh, in sports center and doing NBA coverage because he's very fun when he does those things. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously talks about other sports too. He talks about football. He talks about mostly basketball football. I would say is number two for him. And I've never really heard him talk about baseball. No, or they've hockey. asked him. He'll he'll put in some two cents. Here yeah, there, but nothing but, uh-uh. nothing major. Like as he talks about basketball yeah. and football, um, and according to the New York Post, uh, Smith will be working out the smaller details of the contract. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool because ESPN is doing a subscription service called ESPN Plus. So that'll be interesting to see what he does with it. What I think is even more exciting is that. The sports world, specifically, and you know, being an analyst, a sportscaster, a personality like Stephen A. Smith, is predominantly white. And for a black man like him to rise above all of the, I'm certain, um, the challenges that came his way to make his way to where he is right now, because um, oftentimes he's, you know, kind of um, commercial, not commercialized. He's uh, he's poked fun at a lot for the way he. Um, enunciates his words, his big words, to describe his feelings of certain, you know, preposterous teams and players um, or situations. But uh, he, you know, he's made a name for himself as a commentator, and it's pretty cool to see him getting his dues. I agree. So let's keep it, keep on making that money. Shmoney. Congrats. Yeah. Stephen A. Congrats, Stephen A. Appreciate you. Doing okay. 
Yeah, a little more than okay. I think he's going to be just fine. Um, all right, folks. Make sure you're following us on every single social media platform. Every single, every single one. one of them. And make sure that you are also subscribed to wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, because we learned literally everywhere. Just just find us. Follow us. Mm-hmm. Subscribe. Rate. Do all those things. Uh, anything you want to leave? Any words of wisdom for the good of the order? No. Happy Veterans Day. Absolutely. I love it. All right, folks. Be dope, and we'll catch you later. See ya.